Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast. I have a very, very special guest here today. Just kidding. <laughs> She's back. She's back. <laughs> Miss Catherine Daniele and I are going to riff today. I'm so happy to have you back. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I never go again. I just miss <laughs> you so much. And I know the interviews were super valuable. I got lots of messages with uh, It's so nice to be able to share mm. other people's work too and send, you know, because there's so many resources um, that support the journey of following your truth. So I'm glad that we got to share those. But I missed you. And I know that so many of well, all the women missed you so much. And uh, well, and men, I imagine. We, I know we've got <laughs> men that listen too. So yeah, so, so happy Thank to you. have you back. Me too. This feels so right. It's time. Yes. It's time. Yes. <laughs> in in giving birth, Catherine realized her favorite thing she does is the podcast. And like <laughs> yes. being a mom also. <laughs> um, so today, episode 147, we're going to talk about the truth about your friend's dating advice. And we're also going to touch on the truth about you giving dating advice. Um, there's a lot of advice floating around there in the dating world and Catherine and I have a lot to say. So because you've been gone for so long, I'll let you start. Oh my gosh. Well, I am so happy to be back and I'm so grateful for this message and this podcast and <laughs> clearing away all of the crap when it comes to dating and relationships, because right now everyone is swimming in a sea of advice. Like, let's talk about first what, what, you know, text messages to send him, like what the hooking YouTube videos or like the fast podcasts that you want, right. Are about advice rather than transformation. And when I think about what you and I do, like, that's where I want to start is what actually changes your life is doing the work to be able to trust yourself and women don't trust themselves because there's so much advice about who a woman should be and what women should do. And I can't tell you, and I'm sure you would say the same. Most of our clients come to us saying, my clients come saying like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Right. And learning how to date for me and learning how to be in relationship is not about learning what to do and taking advice. It's learning how to be authentic and true to yourself. It's learning how to navigate triggers. It's learning the difference between your childhood fantasy about relationship and what adult relationships are. And so why your friends dating advice sucks is because they're just perpetuating those same messages. Like, here's what to do. Here's what you should do. Here's what you should do. And when a woman doesn't trust herself, she's now a robot. And how could you possibly choose a partner that's right for you if you don't know who you are? Yeah. And when women come to me and they, all they want to know is what to do, 
it's learning how to decide who to be like, like that's the work. And that's what you and I do. That's, I think what the podcast is about the recognition of who you're being every second of every day, because at the end of the day, never have I heard a story that goes like this. I just, I sent him the text that I read on, you know, YouTube. And then that, then he fell in love with me. <laughs> like, or, or I, you know, all I had to do was be more feminine. Like that, like in, in and of itself, that statement doesn't help you any more than like, just be yourself helps you. So like, I really want to acknowledge like just throwing advice around doesn't help, but you really are hurting your friends when you give advice, because you're essentially one telling her, you know, what's best for her, which bad news, you don't know what's best for anyone. And two, you're facilitating that she doesn't know how to find her way. Right. And for me, when I think of my journey, I mean, I had lots of friends who wanted to give me advice, obviously, when I'm on again, off again with the same freaking guy for three years. And I feel very strongly about this because I think this is a spiritual breakthrough. A woman has to hit bottom on her own. Like my breakthrough was on my own in my room by myself being like, what are you doing? Like that moment of clarity came from inside my own soul. And that's what we want for women. That's what we want for all women listening. That's what we want for you. And that's what we hope you want for your friends. And I get that it's really painful to watch your friends keep being in shitty relationships. Obviously it's painful for us. (laughs) It's painful for us every time we think about how many women are struggling when we know a better way, but you can, what's that statement? Like you can, you know, bring a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Yeah. I mean like, okay. So to replace your dating advice, just send them to the new truth, which I think most of you do anyways, but it's like, this is where you send your friends. If you, you know, don't feel strong in being a support without telling them what to do, because here's the thing, like when I'm listening to, it's like, what happens when we're dating is we are in protection. Most of us not me. I'll share some current dating stories where I'm practicing not being in protection and noticing how different it is. But most people are dating from their protective mechanisms. So if we think about the saboteur archetypes, they're like either in fantasy, painting a picture onto the guy in front of them and imagining who he is instead of being deeply curious about who he is, or they're self-sacrificing like, oh, let me please you and be the perfect woman, shape-shifting, you know, controlling the date, trying to control or his person perception of them or trying to be perfect. These are all the different ways that we show up dating, not as ourselves. And so we're, we we go into dates thinking we need to protect ourselves from getting hurt and yet protecting ourselves from very getting hurt and dating from that place is the thing that robs us from experiencing love and expanding our capacity to, to be love and to, to have love in our lives beyond just one romantic relationship. If we're always guarded and in our protection. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing happens with our friends, right? If you're operating in protection and you're afraid of being hurt and you're afraid of men and you have all these beliefs that men are shitty or there's no good men in the city or that, you know, any, every behavior a man does is toxic, narcissistic behavior. Like if you're on the lookout for that, then you're going to be protective of your friends and you're going to be on the lookout for that for them too. And I love what you said, like the, the, everything you said, 
the work and the, or the, the journey that we go on with women is helping them get to know their own souls. If you want to be in your super freaking power, when you're dating, be who you are. And if you don't know who you are, go on a journey to get to know who you are, because when you're dating from your patterns, it's not even you. And you're in, you're in, you're in protection. You're in all these behaviors that aren't even you to try and get love and dating advice. You know, I think of, I have um, some friends that give most of my friends don't, but I have some friends that give me dating advice and it's like, I'll go on a date and I'll have an experience. And then they'll make all these assumptions and, and, and judgments about the guy. Meanwhile, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just being curious and I'm having more conversations with the guy to get to know him even more, to find out more information so that I can decide what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And I'm coming from open-hearted curiosity and I'm coming from a place of like, hmm, I wonder who this person is. Not like I'm trying to find a husband. I'm trying to find a boyfriend. I'm not attached to a result. I'm just in it for the experience and the growth. And when a result happens, cool, great. If it happens through online, awesome. If it happens through another way of meeting someone, great. I, I trust that, that life's going to bring love when the time is right. And in the meantime, I'm dating for experiences and for stories for the podcast and <laughs> For, for the practice of being myself in this environment where most people aren't and where I used to not be. So like friend, uh, my experience with the friends that give advice, it's this like this, this um, quick judgment and quick like, okay, that guy is a no, that guy's a no, that guy's a no. And it's like looking for the red flags, which we've talked about before, which means you're observing from your mind somebody else's behavior. And if you're so busy in your mind observing someone else's behavior, you're not in your experience. You're not actually in your experience and you're not actually giving them the benefit of the doubt. Guess what? All men have protective mechanisms too. Women do, men do, we all do. And, and so like, it's easy to judge someone right away because of something they say or something they say they've done in the past or some, you know, way of drinking their water or whatever, (laughs) not paying the bill or whatever the thing is that you're judging or that your friend's judging. And like, if you can get to a place where curiosity and is, um, is your best friend. You just like get really curious about people and ask, like I had a guy text me something that felt hurtful and I said, and I'm, I'm dating guys that are Greek. They don't even, you know, we have like the English is your second language <laughs> barrier. And so I sent him a voice note just saying, Hey, I feel a bit hurt by what you said. And, uh, by this part of your message. And he said, and he called me right away and we talked for 45 minutes and he was like, I think there was a miscommunication. That's not what I meant by this word. Here's what I meant by it. Now, if I didn't have the courage to send that voice note, and if I'd just gone, oh, okay, his text message said this, that means this. And then I tell my friend about the message, which I did. And my friend was like, okay, he's off the island. Like that guy's a loser, whatever. It's like quick judgments about other people. And then we ban all these people and you're missing experiences to have beautiful connections. I had a 45 minute call with this guy last night and I'm like, cool, I'm going to see you again for sure. Because that was so meaningful to me that that Mm -hmm. is how he showed up in the moment that I felt hurt by something he had shared, which had nothing to do with him, but my interpretation of what he said. So that's what happens. Like we're constantly filtering our experiences through our past pain and our past trauma. And then we're making it mean so many things. And then we're going out there and talking to our friends about it, who are, who are giving you advice through their filter, through their pain, through their trauma, through their past experiences and their beliefs about men and dating and relationships and love based on their trauma and their life experience. So you put two of those, you know, (laughs) 
messed up saboteurs together and you're not going to get the answer and it's just going to keep us i love what you said women are just so disempowered we're we're constantly taught to look outside of ourselves for the answer and it's only inside of you. Nobody, nobody else out there has it. Not even a psychic. Nobody else. Mm, go listen to our episode about psychics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love that story too. And it, the, I'm so passionate about this because when we think of codependency, we think of it only in romantic relationships. But you can be codependent with your friends, babes. Like oh, yeah. at the root of codependency is a compulsion to fix, control save, rescue someone else. So I'm listening to you when you, when, as you were talking about like your friends and I thought how quick they might be when you're just sharing for them to like jump in and offer something. Right. And so if you're listening to this episode, I want you to take a deep breath. First of all, dating's hard because no one's Mm self-aware. Like, let's just be honest, right? There's nothing at like, there's, there are difficult things about difficult people out there. Right. And I get the apps can be difficult, but most of the time, why everything is hard is because you are filtering through the stories you tell yourself, you're super reactive, you're triggered by everything and you lack Mm self-awareness, but I want you to watch how quick you give advice. Like watch how quick when someone's sharing, you need to problem solve. You need to offer something. You need to make it better for them. That's codependency. That's a discomfort with your own soul. Yeah. Right. Kate and I have had a lot of grief in our lives lately. And one of the things I most appreciate about when each of us share with each other, we can just be with whatever is happening for the other person. We're two very powerful coaches who don't immediately jump into each other's worlds to give advice. <laughs> like, like that, that compulsion is something that I really, really, really want you to pay attention to when you're just sitting with your friends, because then the other side of it is maybe you're someone who is on the path, but your friends aren't. Have you now become like the guru for your friends? Like that's not going to work either. Because again, coming back to what I said earlier, women only transform when they fucking want to. Mm -hmm. people only change when they want to. That's bad news for the codependent that's entering romantic relationships in order to change men. People change when they want to, not because you said it, not because you made it happen, not because you were the perfect girlfriend or the perfect friend. And it's really, I mean, it feels like a slap in the face. I've absolutely been on the receiving end of this. And you know what? When little 25-year-old Catherine became a life coach, Catherine was doing this. (laughs) So I have compassion for my 25-year-old self that absolutely wanted to save everybody. Um, Because of course, you get excited when you find a new path, right? And I had very loving friends who had an intervention with me that told me I had to stop. Oh, I've (laughs) had many interventions for coaching them when they don't want, when they didn't want it. Um, So this, this place of, can I one watch myself? Like, do I quickly offer advice when, when someone's not asking for it, (laughs) that's first. And then two, telling your friends what to do dating does not help them. Telling your friends to just leave their partner does not help them because we haven't even gotten into all the nuances of toxic relationships and abusive relationships. No one leaves. No one does anything because they were told what to do because in those States they're in their adolescent state, right? Let's think about everyone being a teenager. Did you ever listen to anything your parents told you to do when you were a teenager, (laughs) right? That rebellion place is 
what most people are in when they get into those dysfunctional patterns. And so let's talk, I want to give some examples for a second about how you can support your friends Mm -hmm. when you see them struggling, or, you know, you've been on this path. Like there's a difference even between saying, Oh, listen to the new tooth podcast. Why would your friend listen to this, this podcast? If you just throw it at them. Now we're going to talk about vulnerability for a second, because this is what's not happening when everyone's so in compulsion to fix and change and save. Vulnerability would sound like you saying to your friend, what's happened for you as you've listened to the new truth podcast. Vulnerability would be saying to your friend, it's so hard for me to keep watching you do the same thing over and over again, dating. And I wish I knew how to help you. I this is vulnerability. Hey, I'm figuring out how the fuck to date too. So I'm probably not the best person to give advice to. Let's listen to a podcast together or let's read a book together. Would you be open for that? Right. Or I'm not an expert, but I know there are experts out there. Have you ever thought of a coach? I think I'm going to do that for myself. One of the things that I'm so passionate about is because this is vulnerable and I know Kate, all of your clients do this. There's a big difference between just celebrating your transformation when you work with us versus actually owning that you did the work. So if you just now go become a guru for everybody, because you did the work, you're not helping other women. That's not empowering other women. Empowering other women says, this is where I was. I chose to spend on myself to set aside time every single week to be on coaching calls with Cater Catherine to invest in one of Cater Catherine's programs. And this is what happened for me. That's what's inspiring for other women because then they can believe that they can do it too. Telling someone what to do does not help. Telling, projecting your what you said earlier too, projecting your own insecurities or your false beliefs about men or your past hurts onto your friends does not help them. Yeah. Being vulnerable helps your friends. Being honest helps your friends. Inspiring your friends, doing things together. Hey, let's, I had, I many years ago, I had friends come to my retreat together. They said like, let's do this together or join our program saying, let's do this together because there are, of course, Kate and I are actually offering things to do. Like we are, we are teaching on this podcast, but we can't make you do it either because how many of you have listened to an episode, but then you've still done the same thing over and over again. That's what the inner work is about. And why I believe that when you let dating transform you, then all of your relationships become transformational, right? Dating's one part of work and then being in relationship is another. So it's always evolving, but guess what? We say it over and over every episode, the common denominator is you. And I really, really, really want you to feel this because you know, I had a question on my um, Q and a on Instagram a couple weeks ago where someone said, you know, what do you say to a friend when you don't think the person they're dating is right for them? And I, and I made a video on, on my stories where I was like, you don't say that, Yeah. you know, like that's not, you don't know what's best for people. Oh, it's so hard. I'm a recovering codependent myself. Like I I still have to remind myself of that. Everyone's on their own path and it's a journey. There's no quick fixes. My codependency took three years to heal, by the way. Like it was not overnight. It's very, it's hard work. What's hard is doing the inner work. It's not hard to keep doing your bullshit behaviors. It's not hard to keep dishing out advice or watching a YouTube video and then acting like that's going to change your dating life. It's not. It's not. 
Yeah, and it's um, it, it's the self-sacrificer that wants to rescue your friends yeah. and wants to rescue them from being hurt. Um, I had a friend say to me um, that she didn't want me to get hurt again because I was hurt oh. from the the last relationship I had. Um, here in, in Athens. And I'm like, what? I loved that relationship. And I love that man. And I loved the hurt that I went through and the beautiful grief process and how I honored that. And I love the growth that it gave me. And I still have a friendship with him. Like, I don't regret that. Like, so her like self-sacrifice or rescuer in that moment was like, I don't want to see you in pain. And I'm like, I can handle my pain, baby. So if your friends do this with you, it's like you letting them know that you can handle yourself and that you can handle your pain. And if you can't handle your pain, do the work, you got to hire someone and you got to learn how to be with yourself and be with your feelings because our feelings feel, I mean, really emotions is just energy and it just needs to move. But most of us have so much dysfunctional behavior that we do to try and avoid our feelings or disassociate from our feelings or pretend they're not there and they come out sideways versus just learning how to grieve when you need to grieve and how to process what's there. And for me, it's a beautiful practice. Like I was just leading an immersion and my grandfather passed away. I found out on the very first night and it ruptured me. And I, and then I had to hold the space of the immersion, but I wasn't afraid of it because it happened. And I was like, okay, this is expanding my capacity to hold and to love and to be, and it's going to bring me even more into my heart and more into my body, more in connection with the divine and my grandfather on the other side, he was definitely with us. And I, you know, cried myself to sleep the first night and did some processing with one of my besties on the phone. And, um, and then I led the immersion and it was phenomenal. And, mm-hmm. and it just was woven into the experience because that's life. Like we spend so much time trying to protect ourselves from pain, which just creates a tremendous mm-hmm. amount of unnecessary suffering and depression yes. and, and anxiety disorders. And like everyone's so fucked up because we're all trying to protect ourselves from pain. Like if I can tell you one thing, you can fucking handle all of your pain if you just learned how to feel it and not feed the stories about the pain or arguing with reality and wishing this thing that was happening wasn't happening. Like you can handle it. So can your friends. So learning how to just be in a place of love and empathy with your friends and compassion, being able to just listen and ask curious questions, like go take a coaching course, learn how to ask curious questions. Like, how does that feel? And oh, I imagine that's hard. I love you so much. Let me know how I can support you. What do you need right now? Like ask your friend questions instead of telling them. And then you can teach your friends to do this for you too. And when you're in your, Mm. in your grief or in your pain or in your or whatever's going on with your dating life, your bullshit stories that your saboteur is telling you about yourself, the meaning making and all of that. Um, you can say to your friends like, hey, I, I want to vent the story about this date, but I, I also don't want to go down the road of gossiping about the guy or coming to conclusions with you. I don't need advice. I just need a, an ear. Can I share with you? So you're setting a little bit of context Perfect. so that they can just listen to you and be with you in it as opposed to, rescue you from it. Like I don't need rescuing. I don't need saving. I have not come to my own conclusions, so I don't need your opinion. I just need to share and to be heard. Is that something you could do? And if you have friends that you don't think have the capacity for that, go talk to a friend that you think does. And if you don't have friends that do definitely take a course where you can meet women, get some new friends. (laughs) 
take a course like one of ours where you'll meet new meet women who people. can can actually hold space for you to just feel. Because here's mm. what happens. Everyone's in the old paradigm, right? And so everyone's like evidence collecting, right? All the saboteurs are gossiping and, oh, more evidence that men are the worst and men are all narcissists and there's no good men in Vancouver or in Athens or in Sydney, Australia. There are no <laughs> good men anywhere. Like all of these beliefs that we have, women get together and set their saboteurs love to gossip. They love to build evidence to prove that they're never going to have love or that they're not lovable. Mm -hmm. And we do it. We pull each other back down. So breaking this for your friends and with your friends will change your life. And um, what else was I going to say? Other people in the old paradigm, like think about people giving you advice. Mm. Most of them are attached to you being in a relationship. So they're going to be like, nope, that's not the one for you. Nope, that's not the one for you because they're attached to you being in a relationship. But if you're dating from that place, go back to the beginning of the podcast and listen all the way through because atta being attached to finding a boyfriend or a partner through dating is going to inhibit your ability to fully be yourself in dating. Like you're use dating as a transformational practice to grow and to learn yeah. about yourself and to get to know people and to connect with souls and to, to not be sitting there, like seeing them as a potential partner and not a potential partner, but actually just sitting in front of someone being like, wow, hmm, who are you? Like who are, I went on a date with a guy, the nice, the guy that I had that called me the story I told earlier, we had a five hour date. And his birthday is four days before mine, same year. And I'm like, what? That's so weird. We were literally, I was thinking about saying like, and I'm not, not in a fantasy way, but how cool is that? Like May 8th, 1981, this man was born in Greece. And then four days later, this woman was a girl was born in Canada. And it's like, and then we're here, we're having, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a coffee and, and meeting like what? That's cool. And just getting to know someone's soul and getting curious about their life and getting curious about yourself and sharing parts of yourself. And, you know, like it, let it be a practice to just be you. Not to be a pleaser, not to be perfect, not to be in a fantasy about who they are. Like it's such a great practice. So, yeah. I, I, I'm going to bring us home with what you just said, because what you were saying earlier about how to advocate for yourself with your friends, like that was a perfect, like full circle from how to actually be vulnerable when you're witnessing your friend struggling but then how to actually take responsibility for your experience. And we move out of this fantasy that, because if you're codependent with your friends, maybe you like being the one that's always struggling. Mm. Like maybe, maybe you like that everyone comes in to come in and save you with your dating life. You have to take a look, right? The root of this podcast really is not only about breaking free from the old paradigm, but us showing you that if you keep repeating the same things, over and over again in your dating life or in your life in general, right? Like if you're stuck and you're not creating the results that you want, that's where Kate and I come in, right? Like that's when there is a chance for growth. And so being able to advocate for yourself is the most important relationship skill on the planet. Being able to say to your friends, yes. Hey, so there's, there's the, on the receiving end, the part of you where I offered earlier, like pause before you jump in to give a solution to your friend and then maybe practicing asking what kind of support do you want right now? That'll change your life. That'll change your relationships in general with your romantic partner, first of all, too, but then being able to 
start by saying, I'm really struggling and this is what I need right now. That's what being a grown up is. That that's what being a queen is. That's being an empowered woman on the other side of her trauma and her pain and her wounded inner child, no longer expecting people to read her mind, no longer expecting people to save her. You know, I, I, this is somebody else's thing I saw on Instagram. It was like, you can't save the damsel if she loves her distress. Right. And so I just want to keep like at the end of the day, this episode is not just only about empowering you, but we believe in what it means to have empowered women everywhere in your life. Like, I love that I no longer have friends who jumped on my throat with advice. Like, I love that my circle right now is how can I support you? What do you need? What would be best for you right now? And my, my marriage is different because neither of us are immediately trying to solve one another's problems and instead saying, do you want support or do you want strategy right now? Right. How can I support you right now? And it's our job. It's our job to navigate our stories. We're telling ourselves it's our job to manage our emotional, you know, well-being. it's our job to take responsibility for our needs. And, and that's what we help you to do. And so, <laughs> So now we're going to say, if you know a friend that needs to listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a good one to send your friends. Like, um. <laughs> Slide oh. it into the inbox <laughs> casually. <laughs> yeah, love oh, it. Love we all love it. you. And we love, love this so community much. so much. Knowing that all over the world, you're like, we see Kate and I think about this all the time, like all over the world, there's little lights turned on, right? From, from each woman listening to the podcast and- we love hearing from you too. I have goosebumps. Yeah. I, I, um, it's the most, the, the podcast is the coolest. Like it's just hearing from women all over the world. And, uh, I met someone and she was like, I listened to your podcast. I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity. I'm like, Oh, well, we're just people. We're just people. And there's, there's like, we get a report every week saying what country we're top in. I think we were really high this week in, what was it? It was like Brazil or something Um, all over the world, like countries all all over the world. So thank you for listening. Thank you for spreading the message to your friends. Every woman on planet earth needs to just be who she is. No more pretending, no more being our conditioned self and feeding each other's conditioned selves. You, I mean, there's no competition when you're dating, when you're yourself, because there's no other you. So get to know your own soul. There's no other you. You are fucking amazing. We love you so much. Catherine, love you. So happy to have (laughs) you here. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.